Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. What's up, guys? It's Lydia. Hi, Lydia. Lydia. I just called in and said something about it being morning because I definitely woke up like two hours ago. <laughs> nice. Life 107.5. It is one o'clock here. Well, same. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lydia, you, uh, you're new to us. We're new to you. So um, let's just really quickly get through the really important stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs? Okay. okay. You own a dog? So I'm allergic to both. Oh, no. But you prefer dogs? <laughs> so sad. We grew up with outdoor animals in the country, basically. Uh-huh. So I always had dogs, horses, all that stuff. But it was outside. And now I'm in the city and I can't really have an outside dog. So. Okay. No pets for me. But if you had to choose between cats, dogs, or horses, which would you choose? I would still be a dog. So dog. Okay. okay, you it's love so dogs. Weird. All right, cool. Good to know. Okay, uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Beach. Anyone in particular? I mean, any of them. It's the ocean. Just give it to me. It's in Galveston. <laughs> I'm a Texas girl, but I will not go to Galveston. <laughs> Galveston doesn't count. Oh, you're from Texas? <laughs> it does not count. Yeah. So is Taylor. Yeah, I'm from the Dallas area. Oh, dude, I'm from Tyler. Yep. I know Tyler. Tyler. Tyler is like an hour and a half. Yeah. Wasn't it a Lacey Sturm from Flyleaf was there too? Oh, yes. I think so. I think she was a part of the the, the vineyard or something. But that was before my time. But yeah. yeah. Okay, Texas people. All right. This one's really important too, because this will determine if I could be friends with her or not. All right. So Lydia, do you drink coffee? Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) Good. All right. We can be friends. We can continue. All right. So light roast or dark roast? Light roast. Light roast. Yeah. Oh, you're with Taylor. Boy, for me. I like dark roast. <laughs> no, seriously. I was a barista for a very long time in Nashville. So you I were? learned that light roast actually has more caffeine. Yeah. And that's what I want coffee for anyway. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. So you were a barista. What was that like? Oh, my goodness. Uh, hilarious. Because in Nashville, people take their coffees so seriously. And all of the baristas can do like super fancy, like latte art and stuff. And I never could. <laughs> so I would always fake it and try. And then I would mess it up. And I would just like twist it around with a spoon and be like, here you go. <laughs> I have a buddy who was a barista in Dallas. And he invited me to come to a latte art slam. And literally you paid like five bucks at the door and they would have people face off doing latte art and then they just pass the cappuccinos around and you could drink them while you were watching the rest of the competition. I wish I had been a part of that because it would have been a hysterical performance. It would have been so bad. So, do you oh ever God. get tired of the smell of coffee if you work around it all the time? No, no, absolutely not. So, I'm one of ten kids, and when we were growing up, mom like never really put an age limit on when you could drink coffee. Oh. So, I've been drinking coffee since I was like five. I'm not even kidding. Uh, we're just like, yeah, you're good. Just for that. She had she gets ten to seven. kids. You're lucky you were clothed. <laughs> she was like, I can worry about poison, not coffee. Yes! You can have the coffee. <laughs> so we did actually read a study about like birth order and how the later in the birth order you get, the less well behaved you are. And it's particularly because the older you are in the birth order, the less people you have between you and the parents as a good role model. Yeah. So you being the seventh, did you have a lot of bad role models getting you in trouble? (laughs) Oh, they're all terrible. All all the others are terrible. (laughs) No, believe it or not, we are so weird because like psychology would tell you there's like firstborn, middle child, and baby syndrome, Mm -hmm. you know. And like being number seven, you'd be like, oh, you're probably like a middle 
But really, I feel like I have the firstborn tendencies because I've always just been so protective of my younger siblings and are always like trying to do the right thing and always make mom and dad happy. So I don't know. I kind of think it like repeats past like four or five kids. It's like, okay, restart. Firstborn. <laughs> you just started the cycle over. It's like the next generation. Yeah. What's the age difference between the oldest and the youngest in your family? 20 years. 20 wow. years. Can you imagine? No. 20 years of Don't children? ask me to do that. <laughs> Please. No, no. Thanks. My sisters who have kids are like, I don't get it. I like, don't. How did she do this? Wow. <laughs> Tell us about your mom. Tell me about your mom. I'm, I'm very fascinated by this, by this lady. Well, she is awesome. She is one passionate and strong woman. Like, I don't think she could have done it not being that way. She's like, probably if you met any of us layered girls, there's seven of us girls, three boys, and we are all the most stubborn, strong-willed people you've ever met, and we all get it from our mother. (laughs) She is one amazing woman. She homeschooled all of us. We packed up and were missionaries in Romania for a couple years when she was literally pregnant with her ninth kid. And I mean, dude, she's hardcore. I don't think any of us could do what she did. She's amazing. She is amazing, Lydia. What a great legacy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, what kind of work were you doing in Romania? So I was five at the time when we moved there, but my dad had heard that there was a need for Christians coming and making an impact on the orphanages there. It was early 90s, so it was within like 10 years of their dictator, Ceausescu, being assassinated. Mm-hmm. And so Christianity was like coming back around and People were gaining more freedom, but they were still really in the healing process of such a dark season of communism in that country. And so there was just like an overabundance of orphans. And so mm-hmm. my dad, he heard it and he just had a heart for it, was like, we're going. And so our whole family, we moved over there. Six of us girls shared a bedroom and we literally, we, we got a big van and we would go from orphanages to orphanages and like share the gospel through this puppet. <laughs> like my mom made puppets with socks and they were so hideous. They were literally <laughs> the ugliest puppets you've ever seen in your life. Like we should have had nightmares about them. That's not crazy. <laughs> but we, we would literally go orphanage to orphanage and like sing these songs and share the gospel through showing them like puppets and explaining the story through these characters. And we just did a lot of music ministry and, and a lot of ministry with orphanages. Suddenly, I just got a picture of the Von Trapp family singers <laughs> with the yep. goat. With the goat. And that's exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think we were worse than that, honestly. Oh. I literally remember the puppet that was Satan. And I'm not even telling you. Like, my mom was probably cracking up. She has a weird sense of humor. She gave him the weirdest eyebrows I've ever seen in my life. Like, I just remember the sock with these crazy eyebrows. And I was like, Satan probably does look like that. I mean, it's pretty bad. You had a Satan puppet. Oh, Lydia! <laughs> who who had to be Satan the puppet? I know. I don't remember. I need to, I'm going to make my mom laugh so hard today because I'm going to call her and be like, "Mom, I have a really serious question for you." When we did the Satan puppet, who did that? Like, she's going to be like, "What?" She's like, "Why are you thinking about this?" Because two crazy radio oh, hosts man. in Des Moines, Iowa, asked that question. That, that is that is really really cool though. So my dad was a missionary kid in the Philippines, and like it had such an impact on on him as a kid and now like do you feel like you see the world a little differently or have you learned some lessons living overseas i mean it's so hard to even know what it would be like if we had not gone there especially Mm -hmm. at the age i was you know five to seven that's a very impressionable age and i just remember like even now being in our our country we are so blessed we have so many freedoms it's it's so easy to get our needs met like basic needs and i'm sure romania is much different now but at the time we were there 
we moved into a neighborhood where we did not have indoor plumbing. Like we had an outhouse and a well. Nice. And my mom was like, uh, P.S. I'm pregnant. We're going to fix this. And so <laughs> we got, you know, we got water and we got some indoor bathrooms. But being there and seeing people live and find joy in a simple life, mm. that makes it a lifelong impact, you know. And then pair that with the fact that we have 10 children and like we all, <laughs> like most of us were sharing a room and having to be each other's friends, like, Definitely, it changed our entire family's lives from there on out. That's amazing. Okay, can you just give me a second here? I'm going to fangirl, all right? I love your voice. I love your singing voice. I love your speaking voice. I love, it's low. You have a lower register voice. Very low. I (laughs) adore it so very much. Okay. You are so sweet. (sighs) I just had to get that out of the way. At the beginning of 2021, Taylor and I almost always like choose a word. You've heard that where we have to just choose a word and it kind of defines what you're looking for from God for the year of 2021. I kept asking God at the end of 2020, what's my word for 2021? And he just kept giving me this weird word. And I kept being like, no, God, that's that's a that's a stupid word, God. That's a weird (laughs) word. Can you give me a different word? And he wouldn't give me a different word. So the word was and I kid you not. Hallelujah. That was my word. For 2021. So 2021 started off and it went downhill really fast. And all of a sudden I'm at work and Taylor's like, hey, we're thinking about adding this song. Why don't you come in here and listen to it? And the name of the song is, oh, hallelujah, even here. And I was like, that's not even fair, God. (laughs) I just got chills. I love your song. It's phenomenal. I love your song. And I don't know who else was supposed to get it, but God wanted you to write that song for me. So thank you very much. I needed that song for 2021. Now tell me about your passion for mental health. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you for saying that. It's it's easy to write a song and just kind of throw it out there. And it means so much to you. And you just hope God's going to use it. Mm. And you don't always hear all the stories. But, but as a writer and as an artist, when I do hear those, it's just like, Okay, it's not just me. Like no. we all need this. It's oh, not yeah. just you. Oh, yeah. That's a gift. <laughs> but um, I'm extremely passionate about mental health. I feel called to talk about it and to kind of give a safe space for conversation around it. Without that, I don't know that I actually would be doing what I'm doing in music, um, which is amazing because from a very young age, I knew I wanted to do music. But in the last, I would say, seven years of being in Nashville away from my family, I've had so many ups and downs, as, as anybody who pursues this as a career does. And a big part of that was struggles with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, things I had struggled with since I was really young, but I never really confronted because growing up, I didn't have a reason to struggle with mental illness or mental health. And so it wasn't like a conversation that was really present in my life. Like people weren't really talking about mental health. And I always connected everything to the spiritual. You know, I became a Christian at a very young age um, because I didn't want to sin anymore. Like that was Mm -hmm. my way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so when I felt depression or anxiety or whatever, I was constantly going back to this belief that I must be far from God. Mm -hmm. I must be doing something to push him away. And I had a very skewed view of the gospel to no one's fault, but the enemy. And so I had a season where I was in Nashville and I sought out counseling because I was so depressed. And she kind of taught me the gospel. I was like, hey, mental health is a real thing. Like mental illness is a real thing. We live in a broken world. Why would we not expect brokenness to affect our minds as well? Wow. I mean, we even see it in scripture, right? Like we see it with Charles Spurgeon, who we all know is the Prince of Preachers, who struggled with depression his whole life. And I don't think that dude was just living in habitual sin. No, no. And so I think like it, it wasn't until the last five years of my life that 
it was like God was like, yeah, you're going to do music, but P.S., we're going to work on a lot of stuff, and then I'm going to tell you why you're actually doing music. <laughs> and it, and it cool. was because, guess what? Mental health was what I was supposed to be talking about, and I didn't even realize it. And now I'm just passionate because when I was a kid, if I had had somebody in the church say, hey, Lyd, it's not about praying more or being in the Word more. Like, maybe you actually need a little extra help. Maybe we need to go see a therapist. Maybe you have trauma you haven't dealt with, or you need medication because your brain is not creating enough dopamine and serotonin. I would have felt such freedom, but instead, for so long, I thought God was mad at me, or I needed to live with the shame because something was wrong with me. I love that. I've been dealing with depression and anxiety for goodness, since I was probably 18 or so. I was afraid actually to go to counseling because the last thing I wanted to hear was, oh, there's nothing medically wrong with you. You just need to get tougher. Yeah. Which of course is like, that's never what a counselor is going to tell you. But I just had this in my head that you have to be a certain amount of messed up before you need counseling. And I wish (laughs) I had heard sooner that like, no, pretty much anybody can use a counselor. Oh, everyone. I believe everyone. (laughs) I'm like, everyone go, please. Whether you think you need it or not, you do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also just because like, you know, I think so many of us think if we haven't gone through serious trauma, we almost need to suck it up and count our blessings. But the fact is, as children, like, People take on things as trauma without even realizing it, even very little, simple things. And because we're all human, we're all going to face that, like all of us. And so it affects our way of thinking. It affects we we do relationships and others. And I think in the Bible, we see that God wanted us to be discipled. But oftentimes that doesn't happen today. And so if we need discipleship and we need people helping us kind of unwind the lies we've believed for so long, then everybody needs a therapist, (laughs) like everyone. That is beautiful. Okay, one more incredibly important question before you go. Oh, boy. You're at a cookout. <laughs> oh, boy. It's time to make s'mores. Oh, boy. How are you cooking that marshmallow? Burnt. Yay! Oh! Yay! She's mine! I'm burning that sucker. You're mine! You're with me! Oh, yes. man. You like it burned? Woo-hoo. Well, you got her on the of light course. roast. I get okay. her on the burnt marshmallows. We, we can split Lydia, I guess. Oh, Lydia. We like you so much. It was so good to talk oh, to you. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I Absolutely. Am so, please come to Des Moines. Yeah. I know it's Des Moines. I understand that. But once you get here, you'll find out that it is a really awesome place to be. Oh, I believe you. I'm, I want to come. I've got to make it happen. Okay, okay please do, do. I can't wait. We'll have light roast and burnt yeah. marshmallows just for you. <laughs> really weird mixture, but I'm in. Okay, perfect. <laughs> the Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.